Welcome back to the Drive-In with Dave and Anthony, episode 48, part 1, Richard Jewell. This will be a solo episode. Uh, Anthony's not here, just uh, film decided to go, uh, I guess, go check out. It's uh, pretty early on a Monday, so won't, uh, I guess at the moment it looks like I'll be the only one in the theater, but uh yeah, Richard Jewell. Uh, first, I guess, heard about this movie or saw anything, a uh, trailer for it maybe a, a month or two ago, and it definitely uh, looked interesting. Uh, I didn't know any of the history behind it uh, beforehand, but it's about uh, Richard Jewell, a security guard who discovered a bomb at uh, Centennial Park during uh, the Olympic 96, I believe, Olympics in uh, Atlanta. And then uh, he discovers the bomb, and then I guess news stories come out that uh, he's being investigated by the FBI as the main suspect who set this bomb. And uh, I guess the story kind of follows how, uh, I guess essentially at that point in time, his life was ruined uh, by the media. Uh, Recently, I know I've seen a lot of controversy surrounding the movie uh, regarding the reporter for the Atlantic, uh, whatever newspaper they're called. Uh, She is deceased, and I guess, I believe she's being played by Olivia Wilde in this movie, and uh, from what I read, the movie shows her getting uh, information from her story, I believe, from, like, sleeping with police officers and, uh, stuff like that, so people were, uh, pretty upset, uh, especially the, the company, the newspaper she works for in this, I know they were upset that she's no longer alive and can't defend herself, which, uh, I guess I, I, I understand, uh, you know, I don't, again, I don't know the whole story behind this, so I, I, without seeing the movie, I don't know how she's portrayed, but uh, I know the company she worked for is the only one to never settle or publicly apologize for the things they said about Richard Jewell, so uh, I guess we'll, we'll see how they're portrayed and... Uh, uh, again, it, it's tough to, to make a judgment on it without actually knowing the, the story. And I guess, you know, what this guy went through uh, when all these stories came out about him. He, he passed away as well, uh, I think, early 2000s at a fairly young age. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably not fair to him either, the things that were said about him. So, uh it's Clint Eastwood uh, directed movie. He has a, I don't know, I guess I, I, overall a fairly good track record. Uh, recently, uh, I think most recent one is the fifteen seventeen to Paris, where the uh, I think it was uh, U.S. Marines or something were in Paris, stopped a terrorist attack, and he used the actual uh, Marines involved. Uh, to be the actors. I think that one was, uh, I don't remember the reviews on it. I think we're, we're 50, 50, you know, some people liked it. Some didn't, uh, one interesting thing I, I did see about this movie was that it started filming, uh, I think June 24th of this year. So that's 
about a little less than seven months it's been since filming started and now being released in theaters, which uh, I, guess, I mean, I find that pretty, I guess, pretty incredible. I know Clint Eastwood's known for uh, making movies for fairly cheap, uh, staying within budget. Uh, I think he you just one take is, you know, all he does, and it's on to the next scene. Uh, even, I think, in the show Entourage, they uh, referenced it, <clears throat> saying whatever studio gives Clint Eastwood a hundred million, he makes a movie for 10 and pockets the other 90. So, I mean, he's a, he's an efficient director. Uh, like I said, the turnaround is less than, you know, less than seven months to, to film and then <laughs> get it produced and, and edited and in theaters. So that's, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I guess as far as, uh, I, I don't know the turnaround on his other films. I, I was going to say, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that's something that you can actually tell, like, you know, rush shots or, or mess-ups or something that got left in because they didn't want to refilm. But, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. I'm not, you know, huge, I guess, w when watching movies. I, I You know, as a critic, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't know what to look for as far as cinematography and, uh, you know, edits and cuts and stuff like that. So, I, you know, it's something I think the average moviegoer wouldn't notice that it, it, this movie being made quickly or in limited takes. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's an interesting story. Uh, again, one that I had never heard of, so it, it'll, I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, uh, to see how it is, uh, John John Hamm. I'm, I I don't know this main actor. Uh, I looked him up. He's in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He plays uh, during <clears throat> the episode where they screen Lethal Weapon Five at the bar. He plays Richie, the Juggalo student, which I found pretty funny that that was the case. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, should be. I guess at least getting to see one aspect of, of this story, one side of it. Uh, I know Clint Eastwood's again. He's he's pretty solid, and you know, and you know he's got a vision. He's got a story he wants to tell. He's going to tell it, you know, in in his way. So, yeah, we'll uh, get. I'll get back to you. I guess not. We uh, in about two hours or so. We'll we'll see what my thoughts were so we'll talk to you then